it's all about sales. Yeah, as the business owner, your primary focus should be sales, nothing else. And that takes a bit of time to get used to if you've not been in that mindset before. Yeah, your mindset is about doing jobs and good quality of work and that's how you build your business and everything else. That ain't gonna build the business. Not a seven-figure business. You build a nice one-man band business, local reputation, you'll always get your loyal customers that will give you work and everything else. But hopefully that's not what you're here for today because you shouldn't be here today if you want that. Because that's not what today's about. Today's about people that want to grow their business. So can I get a show of hands? Does everybody want to definitely grow their businesses in this room? Yeah? You want to scale up. Don't want to play that small game. It's a small game. Nothing wrong with it. I'm not dissing it. It's each to their own. But I teach growth. I don't teach you how to be a one-man band. You can do that by yourself. Yeah? Cool. Excellent. So let me try and get this right. Now, look, I went from a tradesman to a businessman, and this is really important to know. And there's nothing wrong with owning this, yeah? It's really important, yeah? Are you a plumber running a plumbing business, or are you a businessman running a plumbing business? Let me get a show of hands. Who thinks they're a plumber running a plumbing business in the room? Okay, and who thinks they're a businessman running a plumbing business in the room? Okay, cool. So. Majority good trades people running a trades business. Some people half up, yes, businessmen running a plumbing business. Now, I always say to everybody, right, what I want you to do on the bit of paper is mark yourself out of 10 as a gas engineer. Mark yourself out of 10. What score would you give yourself? <laughs> what skill would you give yourself out of 10? <clears throat> Joe, what score you got? Eight. Alan? Nine. Danny? Ten. Tom? Seven. Seven. Richard? Charlie? Ten. Excellent. Right. Okay, good. Now what I want you to do is score yourself as a business person. Score yourselves as a business person. On how much knowledge you've got as a gas engineer versus how much knowledge you've got as a business person. Okay, Joe? Nine. Nine. Alan? Three, two, two three, three, five, five seven. seven. So in my experience, yeah, when people are grading themselves as business people, it's usually a lot lower than you're grading yourself as skilled on the job, which is fantastic. Because that means, yeah, that you identified it first and foremost. Now, once you've identified it, you can go to work on it, yeah? You can go to work on it and get better and train. Because who went to college in this room for, to learn how to do gas, plumbing, and so on? Yeah? Everybody? Okay, good. Let me get a show of hands right in the air. Don't be shy. Who went to plumbing college? Okay, fantastic. Right. Now, next show of hands. Who went to business college? One person. I need some Two people. So 98% haven't learned about business um, officially in any structured way. Now, you've got balls because you've started your business and you've learned about running a, a small business, which is fantastic. Yeah, but that should be a big eye opener to you. Now, those that have put their hands up, yeah, um, to say that you've been to business college, you're like the 1% in the room. Now, you imagine the rest of the industry now. 
75,000 gas engineers all in this room right now, I guarantee it would be the same 1%. The majority wouldn't have gone to business college. Now let's say from today onwards, you dedicate and commit to investing in you, in your training, in your business, to not learn how to fit a boiler or a new air source product or the latest manufacturing product that comes out, because that's just a delivery, but you invest in building a business and becoming the best business person that you can. How much of a competitive advantage would that give you? It would be huge, right? be fucking huge because the other 75,000 are still running it like tradespeople running it. So the second that you move into business mode and start working on you is when this game explodes. And I'm proof that this can happen. I'm telling you this not to brag, not to impress you, but to impress upon you that when you go from tradesman to businessman, and it's a mindset shift, it's purely mind, and I'm doing everything I'm saying now to wake the mind up, to create an epiphany moment in you where you go, holy shit, yeah? Most of the room aren't business people. If I can go business levels and invest in me and learn all of this stuff, I'm gonna absolutely dominate the rest of the market. I'm going to get so far ahead of them, right, that my business is going to be so successful. So I went on this journey, and I went from a sole trader to the CEO of a national business in seven years. One man in a van to the largest independent boiler installation company in the UK in seven years. And what I didn't tell you was a year after winning The Apprentice by the time I was 26, I had a million pound a year. Impra was a million pound a year maintenance company. Maintenance and breakdowns. And we were still serving a property management market. And I got to a point where we were so busy, we weren't making any money. So I was doing 20, not 20, I was doing 50, 60 pound call outs, thousands of them. Yeah, servicing, even breakdowns. There was just no margin in it at scale. There isn't any margin in it at scale. Servicing and breakdowns really are for very, very small businesses in the plumbing sector. And that's where you can just about make money if you're owner managed and you've got like one really good gas engineer by your side that you can trust and he's good at breakdowns and everything else. If not, you just bleed cash. Because you can't, the skills, the skills aren't there in the market. You can't scale it. You won't find good gas engineers at scale. And each one of those jobs, 100 quid or 50 quid or 70 quid, you've got to get some marketing money to win that job if you're, unless you're doing commercial contracts, right? Someone's got to find all of those jobs to fill the diaries out every day. So there was a big wake-up call I was doing, yeah, 800 jobs a month. Average order value, say, 70 quid by the time you took the 50 quids and the 100 quids. That was bringing me about 60,000 in revenue a month, yeah? 60, 70,000 thereabouts, Yeah? And then I was like, fuck, man, this is a lot of work. All these people in the back office, all these administrators. I had a big team, about 20 people. Yeah, this is a lot of work. And I'm just breaking even on this stuff. I'm not making any money and I'm working night and day because the jobs weren't big enough. There wasn't enough profit associated to the job to cover the engineers and everything else. So I looked at it and said, this ain't working. And then go back to what I said at the beginning of the morning. 
I heard there was one million boilers installed here. One of the Valent reps came in. Because I had loads, I got so many connects since winning the show, obviously, in the industry. And it just opened me up to everybody. And I had loads of people always coming in, pitching me business, pitching me this, fit this, fit that, sell this, sell that. You know, they wanted all the exposure that came with the brand. And so one of the guys goes, Joe, why don't you do boilers? There's a million of them installed a year. I was like, what did you say? He goes, there's a million installed a year. I was like, a fucking million. Yeah, and then I went back through the same process. I was like, who are the players? Who's the guys? Who's doing it? And he told me the four, and I'd heard of them, obviously. And then I was like, right, I am going all in on boilers. So I found out you could buy leads. Yeah, and at the time, I was not really good at sales. I had a natural ability to sell, but I wasn't a proper, I hadn't done lots of sales training like I have now. I spent hundreds of thousands of pounds on sales training and done thousands of hours on sales training. Yeah, um, thousands of hours, yeah, of training just on sales properly. Because sales is an art form. It's not a just, you know, you're a, you, you get the gift of the gab, which what people think it is. That's not sales, yeah? Sales, you need to learn it. Sales is like learning your skill as a craft, as an engineer. Yeah, it's the same principle. You've got to learn how to sell properly, yeah, if you want to succeed. And you should put more time into sales than you've ever put into learning how to be a great gas engineer if you want to be a great businessman. It makes sense though, doesn't it? You've done three or four years, five years, you went training, you were an apprentice, you did all of this stuff that you were so excited about to be the guest, best gas engineer on the planet, because I know I was. I wanted to be the best fucking tradesman I could ever be. And I loved the training, loved it. But nobody, I didn't even, it, the penny didn't drop that I had to do if I wanted to be the best at business. I had to approach it like I'd been done as a gas engineer. Of course I've got to go through a business apprenticeship. Of course I've got to learn all this stuff. I can't just go and start a business and just be good at business if I didn't just go from day one, go and box a, buy a box of tools and fit a boiler. You'd never have bought a box of tools at 16, 18, whenever, however old you are when you started your apprenticeship and start ripping a boiler off the wall. But because you built confidence at building, installing boilers, you then thought that you're just gonna go and start a business. I did, without any training or knowledge or anything. And then we wonder why we don't grow. We fuck stuff up. Businesses fail. Most businesses fail, 95% of them fail because of the business owner. Not because of the market or any of that shit. Because the business owner doesn't know what he's doing. That's what it usually is. The business grows because the business owner's done no training because no one said that if you start hiring people and growing sales and putting in systems, it's hard. You need to know what you're doing. You need to learn it or it will implode. People don't tell you that, do they? So nobody does it. Yeah? So that's why you don't get the success. So I realized they're going to this market. So I didn't build a national company in seven years. I built a national company in three years in boilers. Because in 2016, I was a maintenance company. In 2019, we were the largest in the UK independent. In three fucking years, yeah? I got it up to one million a month in sales at its peak, right? Doing 150 installations a week nationally. Using the blueprint that I now teach businesses. Yeah? The blueprint. Because once you know, success leaves clues. So I won National Installer of the Year in 2019, beating all of my major competitors. We had an eight-figure turnover, highest ever sales month, a million in revenue. Who would like a million a month in their business? Raise your hands.
her highest ever sales day, 100,000 in a day. In my first year in business, I did 250,000 in year one. Yeah, and I was then, when I was doing 100 grand a day, I was like, whoa, how on earth have I been able to get this far? Yeah, 100 grand in a day. I won the BBC Apprentice out of 60,000 people in 2015. The first and only person to ever do it in construction. Yeah. In the UK and America. Don't forget, I was expelled from school when I was 15. Yeah. I, was, I didn't come up. I didn't start at the top. Yeah. So, billionaire business partner, Lord Sugar. That was when my eyes really got opened up to the fact that I was away. I was going about this business thing all wrong. Yeah, all wrong. And at the time, I even had half a million pound company that was doing well, making probably about 100 grand a year profit when I was 25. But I was going about this business thing all wrong. I was approaching it wrong. I wasn't approaching it with the respect that it needed. It needs respect to actually make it a success. So what I want you guys to take from today is that you have got to go about this stuff. Yeah. Um, like your life depends on it. If you want your business to succeed, you've got to approach it in an extremely professional way. You have got to be the best. Not the business, not the brand, not the vans, not the tools, not the engineers, because none of that shit matters unless you know how to pull it all together. Would you agree? Yeah? Unless you know how to control it all, None of that stuff matters. Yeah? There's no point getting um, more branding and spending money on branding and everything else if you don't know the purpose of what branding does and how to leverage branding. There's no point buying leads if you haven't invested in sales training and can't sell. There's no point going to anybody's home if you can't sell. Because nobody wants an engineer to show up after a hard day's work in his dirty clothes, pissed off because he wants to be at home with his kids and eating his dinner, all right, walking around with a notepad, giving him a bit of paper or calling him back in five days. That's no service. That's not what people want. Who would want to give money to that person? Yeah? Who's guilty of doing that in this room, by the way? I used to be guilty of doing that. Again, all of these things that I'm saying to you, I've been through. Yeah, Paul's done it. I've done it. I used, to, I used to think to myself, I used to be embarrassed when I was going my work clothes, but if I was too far from home or whatever, and then I started keeping a shirt and trousers in the car, I would, in the van, I would never ever go in, because I'm like, they ain't ever gonna give me free grand coming in like this. Who would, yeah? Who would buy from me? I wouldn't, so why would I expect this customer to buy from me if I'm coming to this customer with this level of um, unprofessionalism? Yeah, it's not how you want to sell. It's not how you want to be seen. So you've got to approach it professionally. You've got to understand finance. Understand accounting. Hi, uh, winner of the Apprentice. I was in Forbes when I was um, 28 years of age out of 18,000 18, applicants in Europe as one of the entrepreneurs. They categorized Forbes in, in, in sectors. And I was classed as one of the 30 entrepreneurs out of the Forbes 30 under 30. It's like a yearly alumni thing they do in Europe. And out of the whole of Europe, I was picked as the guy that's gonna change the game in construction. 
Well, I've built a national plumbing business. I've now built the only largest independent training company in construction, teaching what we teach. And so Forbes was probably right. I've wrote a best-selling book. I've had a number one podcast in the world for a period of time. I've done loads of stuff. And the point I'm trying to get at here is when you open up from tradesperson to business person and you start getting out of the I'm a plumber mentality, I'm a gas engineer mentality, shit will change for you. But it all starts in here. You've got to want to do more than just what you're doing. And you've got to start believing in yourself and start backing yourself and start surrounding yourself with winners and getting coaches, investing in training, coming to networking, committing to your success. Because that's the only way the game changes. Yeah, the only way the game changes. I've spent probably half a million on personal development over the last 10 years, I would say. I've spent 200 grand of that just this year alone because I've got loads more money now so I can spend lots more. But um, I've spent thousands of hours reading books. I fucking hated school. Anybody else in the room hate school? I hated it. I never went. I would do whatever I could to skive. I left at 14 and a half. I didn't like education. I didn't like being forced to do lessons that I didn't want to do. But I love education now. When I see what education is transforming me into becoming and how my life has changed based on the knowledge that I have and the ability that I now have, I want to do as much education as I possibly can. I don't um, want to stay the same. There was a good video on YouTube. It's like, you're buying the latest iPhone, you'll buy the latest car, you'll go on the latest holiday, you'll buy all this stuff for your business, but you're still operating on Windows 95. You haven't upgraded your internal processor. When did you upgrade your own system? You're living in the 21st century externally, but you're still operating with the same skill sets that you had when you went to college. In, in learning the same stuff, you ain't done anything else to invest in business. And I was like, shit, I'm not operating on a Windows 95 here. I've got to upgrade to whatever Windows it is now. I've got to, I've got to upgrade me. And then the Trade Mastermind was started off the back of um, Impra. Yeah, I had to sell part of Impra and I had to liquidate and shut part of Impra down. Right, I built the largest independent boiler installation company in the UK. By the time I was 30, I had 100 people. We operated in every major city in the UK, okay? And we had to do 60,000 pounds a day in new boiler sales to break even. 60,000 pounds a day. I had 35 national salespeople. I was generating 4,000 leads a month. I was spending about 2 million pounds a year, about 1.5 million pounds a year on marketing. Um, it was a monster. It was a monster. And now you imagine going on that journey about all them things I had to learn and become and level up to be able to hire all those people and senior teams and finance departments and sales floors and marketing and operations directors and everything else. It was insanity, yeah, getting to that level. And then really warm winter. Some of the cities that I had, um, the lead gen stopped, really struggled. Sales weren't coming in. I had the, this biggest overhead on the planet. It was a monster. And um, I was left in a very, very difficult position. 
I had to shut the business effectively down or I had to break it up and sell parts of it. Because one thing that I'd learned was that you can build a business to a national level, but you've got to have the finance to stay there. Yeah. And if I'd have, if I'd, I'd have ambitions to build a national company, so it was all I wanted to do. Yeah, I wasn't interested. But by the time I was 27, I was doing about four to five million a year. It didn't take me long in this model. This is the greatest model. Yeah, because you can build fast. It's simple. Yeah, but I was doing about four or five million a year. Business was profitable. Could have, had it structured. I had enough people. I literally could have walked away. Probably could have sold it then for a few million easily. Yeah, but I kept going. I kept going. Kept pushing for the next. Kept pushing for the next. Kept pushing for the next. And by the time it was national, like I don't mind saying, I was out of my debt for an international company at 29 years of age. Yeah, it was a monster. I was learning as it was growing, right? And so I have the experience, and Paul has the experience, and all the people we've trained have the experience. It's not just what to do right in this game, but the mistakes to avoid.